Just like they did in August, Solace Meds has some awesome deals going on throughout the month of September for DNVR listeners. You guys can get Can America gummies for 25% off throughout the entire month of September. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off, Rockin' Cartridges 25% off, Glacier Concentrates 20% off. They've also got a Labor Day sale going on, Labor Day weekend. On September 6th, you can buy three, get the fourth product for 10 cents. On Patriot Day, September 11th, buy three, get the fourth for 10 cents as well. Of course, if you head into any location, you can get a free Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention the code DNVR20. That code is also going to get you 20% off your entire purchase. So stop into any four of their convenient Colorado locations today. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Stop in the Solace Meds. They've got all those deals that I just said. Of course, you can always get 20% off when you use the code DNVR20 at any of those locations. You're going to get a free Solace bar or King Cone with your purchase as well. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the Monday Mailbag Monday edition of the DNVR Nuggets podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Hopefully, you guys made as much money as I did this weekend. Crushing it on football. First week of football, the deals were to be had. I was absolutely raining in the dough. I don't know how you did, Dev. Hope you uh, didn't see you Sunday. Hope you were making money like I was. I actually can't um, believe the person that I turned into yesterday. There was no control <laughs> whatsoever, um, actually. Um, I made a lot more money than you, I'm sure. Um, oh, wow. Okay. The type of person that I was, how much money was actually spent to make all of that money? If it would have went bad, it would have went really bad. I mean, I would have had to have been staying with Eric. Not cool. Uh, I don't know how we were going to share uh, a scooter. I heard that you needed scooter life. It was a lot of things that uh, that I was scared of. Uh, Eric, does Dev is he welcome in your home? Like if times get tough, is he welcome in the inside your home? Oh, Dev is welcome anywhere where I am. In fact, Dev is encouraged to be wherever I am. I have a bunk bed. I'm happy to turn it into a single. Um, so you, just, you just let me know, man. I'm here. Uh, we can scoot. Scooter has two wheels, brother. Come on, let's do this. Scooter Adam, has two wheels. Yeah, what? and also Adam, not invited to any. Not extended. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not extended to myself. Uh, then, we, of course, we've also got the man with the wind behind his hat. A Monday with a hat, Harrison, huh? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how Dev's betting went, but I do know he's still reeling from that Patriots loss this weekend. He's reeling. Woo! I love this first Monday. Uh, football season trash talk. I love it. <laughs> My Denver Broncos cannot be trash talk. Unassailable at the moment, the Denver Broncos are. Undefeated, unassailable. Um, I got I have a confession. This is not going to be a fuel on. We're not going to talk Broncos for very long, but I do, have to, I do have to get one thing out in the public here. I've told you guys on this show, and I've told you guys, this group chat, that I have not really been feeling the Broncos lately. Last two years has, have not been feeling it. I was very excited for Sunday's game, and I had a blast. By the way, the DNVR bar, no better place on earth to watch football. It was an awesome time. I got a little more tipsy than I expected to be. Uh, those, those <laughs> We have beer towers. They're $15. I swear to God, there's nobody, no place in the city that has drink specials. Like They're not even specials. They're just the price. Our prices are – we got to raise the prices. They're so low. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so much fun here. The energy was incredible. 
But um, I got to say, I realized why I haven't been feeling the Broncos last oh, year. It it's going to get – everybody's going to turn on me. I, I've, I've been in the closet about this take for the last two years. I hate Drew Locke. I've always hated Drew Locke. I can't tell you why. I just did not like Drew Locke. And oh, it was like God. he was their guy. He was like Moutier to me. We all had to get behind and pretend and this or that. And now that he's gone and we got Teddy Two Gloves – at the helm, I was I was enjoying myself. I had a great yeah. time Sunday rooting for the Broncos. Well, it's amazing. It's amazing to see what the Broncos can do when John Elway does not pick the quarterback. <laughs> That's so true. You know, like we've seen a lot of those. The first time he doesn't pick the quarterback, wow, Teddy Bridgewater, he picked, he incredible. Peyton Manning. Uh, Adam is a bit of a what? No, no, like no. Peyton Manning picked him, Eric. Yeah, That's such a great what we like to call a guy like this right now. I'm not a die easy, Eric. So here's the thing. I am a diehard. I'm just saying, like, like I'm following everybody off a cliff. And I'm like, guys, I think we should pull a left here. I don't I don't know if die. we should keep walking off. And everyone's like, shut up. Are you not about it? And I'm like, all right, I guess I'm just about it. Uh, die easy over here. No, I just I just saw what it was. That's all it was. I'm feeling but, it, um, too. I even got my diehard shirt. Uh, I'm really die. feeling the buzz. Uh, so anyway, I'm, I'm very excited for that. The Broncos game was a lot of fun. It did remind me a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It reminded me a little bit of the Moody Jameer Nelson situation. If you guys can remember back and thank God for the nuggets, they gave Moody two years. It wasn't working out. And they eventually just were like not playing him that much. And then they moved on and it was Jamal Murray, but it did remind me of that where I'm just like, do we have to keep trying this thing? Isn't there other avenues to the, to, to success? And sure enough, Denver found one or the, the nuggets found one. Maybe the Broncos will as well. Um, so anyway, that was my football Sunday. And also, I made money. I made a lot of money. When I saw Teddy Two Gloves leading, I said, you know what? Broncos are winning big tonight. Big! Sure enough, it happened. Are you going to call him Teddy Two Gloves every time you bring him it's up? His name. Or is it, it's his, is it's his just name. like a, a week one thing? Okay. Mm, it's probably just a week one thing. <laughs> just want to prepare as, myself. As is my general enthusiasm for the NFL football. is <laughs> yeah. also probably a week one thing, but we'll see. Um, today, guys, we do have a mailbag. And, and so usually mailbag... Harrison curates five, maybe six questions from the crowd. Maybe if it's a crazy one, we'll get seven. We have 21 questions today, Kale. 21 questions. As Kale, you can see, he had to make the graphics for. He's not too excited. There were so uh, many good <laughs> questions. I couldn't leave that many out. You guys really brought it today. They really brought it. So without further ado, guys, um, you survived three minutes of football talk. So let's get right into Denver Nuggets talk. We have Edgar, our guy Edgar, by the way. Edgar, you got to come back to the bar, man. I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, NBA is considering an outdoor series like NHL where it would be the, I like that he says like NHL because it's really the field of dreams, the baseball one that got everybody thinking about this. NHL has right. been doing it for a while. Just nobody was, nobody thought to copy it. Where'd be the best spot in Colorado? Where would it be to build an outdoor court to play akin to MLB seven inning double header and the runner on second and extras? What sort of gimmick rules would you like to see the NBA workshop and preseason exhibitions? Um, who wants to take this one for? Who wants to tackle this one? Like where, where to the specific level? First off, the NBA needs to hold a a, a game at Rucker Park. That's the answer. Like as far as Colorado is concerned, like oh, you don't think that'd be cool? An outdoor game at Rucker Park where Kevin Durant famously uh, dropped forty or like sixty or something, and got the streets talking. That's the spot, dude. Where would you? Put I, here's the here's the thing about outdoor for basketball. Do you remember, guys, when they did this in Phoenix, like? 15 years ago, they did an outdoor game. Yeah. And Phoenix, one of the driest places in all, all of the country, 
the problem was for whatever reason there was just a noise moisture in the air for the court to be like really slick and it was super dangerous nobody was running everybody was kind of light jogging because they were afraid they were going to like tweak a knee um so i don't want to be the debbie downer but that's one thing i would be very concerned about but in that but denver is maybe a good place to do this because denver very very dry um superstar dev you know this city you know the basketball courts around town where where, where would this happen uh the best place for it to be i mean i would say park hill of course just because it's like the mecca of, of basketball in Colorado. The mecca um, of Colorado. But if I wow. really had to choose a place, uh, because that place might be too nice, I would probably say like Wash Park. I would, okay. I would probably go with Wash Park. Um, just a whole lot of space. There's a whole lot of people. There are people that could come up. There's other things to do um, there. Um, parking's going to be wild, but, I mean, I feel like you could go around that some way. Parking's uh, gonna be wild. Major is located or, or not, but that that would be my choice. Wash Park, dude. In Colorado, it's gotta be the be a good person park uh, court that they have in um, Whittier. I, I feel like you guys are looking at this all wrong. If you're looking for a field of dreams type Strong backdrop, you gotta put it in the mountains. That's right. You gotta put 100%. the mountains. Like, what about right in the middle of Rocky Mountain National Park? <laughs> so we're at ten thousand feet. I like it already. Yeah. We're we're it's it's thirty five degrees out in September. We're like it's a little cold. It's a little yeah. in the mountains. You're not going to be able Nike, to breathe at Nike all. Can make some long sleeve jerseys. Those things could probably sell pretty well. <laughs> but like, the whole the whole point of these things is it's supposed to honor the tradition of the sport itself. Basketball has no connection to the mountains. The Field of Dreams happened in the middle of Iowa. Basketball uh, has very little it, connection to Colorado in general, so I know. Well, so you like at least put it working like, from the ground up. So Dev is right; it's got to go in Park Hill. Like it, it, you be, see the the um, skyline in the background. You have some connection to the sport of basketball. <laughs> like if we're just looking for beautiful vistas, we could put it anywhere. We just put it in the middle of a lake or something. <laughs> Why not Red Rocks? Red Rocks yeah, would be a gorgeous backdrop. It's the Nuggets home court, really. Like. You you try to make I don't think it's big enough. That's the only problem. Like the it's stage. Really, like, what are these logistics? Might, <laughs> well, you might have to put it up top. Then I don't know. Maybe maybe <laughs> something there. Um, anyway, the the short answer is there's no good answer to that one. So probably not going to happen. Um, all right, what else we got? Well, you want to know about gimmick rules? Give any gimmick. Oh, rules gimmick rules. That's right, gimmick rules. You know I want to test the NBA not calling a charge once somebody has passed the basketball. Once you have passed the that's not it. But see, this is a rule change. This isn't a gimmick board. rule for a specific event. This is like this is a rule change. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what putting somebody on second. Base I is. I have always wanted to see just more variety on your home court. Like on the Nuggets home court, they can Ooh. have weird rules. On a on the Jazz home court, <laughs> they can have like you know no corner threes or something, stuff like that. That would be really dope. It's never going to happen. It would change basketball way too much. But I do like this idea. Oh, see, so Colorado's would be like just 10 feet longer. So when you're here, the altitude, you got to run even further. Guys are so tired. It's like, oh, man, it's so hard to play at Denver with that 110-foot court. Like in Miami, um, games would not start before like 9 o'clock p.m. If you're like really hungover, you're good because the game doesn't start until like way at night. That's a home court disadvantage, though. They really should start their games at like 11 a.m. Just so every yeah. visiting team's like, we punt, we forfeit. <laughs> yeah, since we're talking about like uh, since we just brought up 
um, Skyland or just Parkio, for instance. I was just in um, at, at Hiawatha Davis uh, Rec Center. There was like a basketball event. And they're just like, let's take it back old school. You know, and, and I have a good memory, but I could not remember this rule. And they were so adamant about it. They said, we're going straight to 11, all ones, which made me. I, I, I hate that rule. I hate that rule. That's why nobody can shoot in my generation. <laughs> everybody, everybody's true. just playing all ones. What is the point of getting jump shots up? You look like a mm. punk growing up if you're just going to shoot jumpers and it doesn't count for anything. It's not the smart, like smart shot. It's horrible. So that rule has to go away. Dev, do you did you ever play at the Stapleton Rec Center there off of like 58th and, and I-25? You ever play at that one? Yeah, like once or twice. Oh man. So that gym is like 50 feet long, like 25 feet wide. And every team that would grow up playing through there, they'd full court press. And it's like you it's only 20 feet up and down the court. So like a full court, it was such a dumb court, but it's certainly, you're right. That changed the way everybody played. I remember talking to Tim Conley and he said, this is why Baltimore basketball is attackers, why it's physicals. He said, all the courts are tiny there for whatever reason, mm. space is limited. So all the courts are small. So everybody's like extra physical and you have to just get to the cup. Everybody's got to get to the cup. Um, all right. So that's a good question. Let's move on. We got to keep it moving. What else we got? I love the hate that everybody has for Phoenix. You guys notice this? Denver really <laughs> hates Phoenix. It cracks me up. Um, rivalry. Nick Smith asks us, is Monte Morris as the starting point guard being undervalued? I think that he has a better play style to help get MPJ more integrated in the offense than Jamal because he isn't looking for or expected to get to his own shot as much as can set the table just as well. Um, all right. Well, let's let's chew on this one. Eric, what do you think? Is this – what do we go what, – what's going on here? Well uh, – I mean, is Monte Morris undervalued? I don't think so. I mean, I think we value him absolutely to the level that he deserves, right? I mean, he's he's definitely a facilitator. I mean, is the question is, should he be the starting point guard from here on out for the Denver Nuggets? Like, yes, until Jamal Murray comes back. But, um, like, I, I, I guess I don't quite understand the question because well, no, I can't imagine. Understand. He's Mr. Nugget. Like, <laughs> But you under – I think what he's saying is we're all – everybody's like – Nuggets just got to hold on till Jamal gets back. And, you know, once he, Jamal gets better, I, I think what he's saying is, hey, man, they might be regular season wise. Their floor might be just as high with Monte because Monte's going to get everything out of everybody in the regular season. It's possible. I mean, it's, it's possible. We saw him doing some work in the playoffs, but we also saw the Nuggets get swept out of the second round <laughs> because they didn't have Jamal Murray and the facilitation wasn't quite you know, I think maybe what's being suggested, like Monte's a fantastic starting or backup uh, point guard. And, you know, he's, he's going to be, I, I would say serviceable replacement. Let me, uh, let me, I want to, I want to make one point though, because we keep saying they got swept without Jamal. Not true. They got swept without Jamal, without PJ Dozier and without Will Barton, other than a hobbled Will Barton when the series was already almost over. So it wasn't just the yeah. one player. It's that, the, but it was because no, no, yes, no, but it's not. I just, I strong disagree. Monte Morris plus PJ Dozier, Will Barton. That series to me goes six or more, and Denver has a great shot at it. You take away all three, of course, they're going to get murdered. Dev uh, or Harrison, you want to go? Well, the part of that question that got me interested is how he can help Michael Porter Jr. Like that, that's the real part of the question for me. And I think there's something to that, man. Like the ball might get popping a little more often, you know, mm. if it's Monte Morris in there for Jamal Murray, Monte is not looking for a shot as much as Jamal does. Monte is that classic type of point guard. Who's definitely going to look to get everybody involved as much as possible. He'll be aggressive still, but 
remember how tough it was for Porter to like eventually find his place as that third guy next to Nicola and Jamal. I think there's something to this, that it's going to be easier for him to kind of grow and just find his spots and find his shots with Monte uh, as opposed to with Jamal. Now, like he eventually got there. He eventually like really learned how to play with those two, but I I think there is something to that. Do you guys, uh, (laughs) do you guys um, hear Walt Frazier come out of Harrison Windsor? He says the ball be popping a little more often. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Dev, what do you think? I'm I'm more side uh, more on Harrison's side. I think that there's a, a better understanding from the guys surrounding him. You know, when when players that are not going to score all the time or are um, pass first guys get the ball, you you seem to work harder because you know that there's a chance you're going to get the ball. You also have the understanding of I know that I'm going to get this many shots tonight, or just knowing what what's what is expected of you. With Jamal, you never know when he's going to explode for forty or when he's going to shoot the ball a lot. Also, you just don't know what he is. With Monte, you have a true point guard. With Jamal, sometimes he's a scorer. Sometimes he's a shooter. Sometimes he's getting to his spots. There's there's an understanding of we don't know what we're going to get this night, so let's just go around him, um, which may, means that you're um, having to read what's happening. With Monte, there's no reading. You know what you're going to get. Yeah. I'm, I'm with it, man. I, I think that Denver, the more I think about this team, the more I'm like, you know what, I think they're going to be okay. Of course they're better with Jamal. Of course they're going to miss of him course. and there's going to be – fourth quarters where they collapse and they're like, man, if only Jamal was there. But I, I, I do think that there are positives that you get from the, the roster they will roll out that you don't get when you have Murray. There just won't be that many of them. It'll you know, the net negative for sure. Um, all right. What else we got, Kale? Should I just ask a question? <laughs> <laughs> Dan Corpe88 asks, currently constructed, is there a team that the Nuggets can't beat in a seven-game series? Hmm. We're really early for this question. I mean, we got to ask this one again maybe in a, in a couple couple months. But I'll, I'll start with you this time, Deb. We'll go in reverse order here. The Phoenix Suns, of course, um, is a team. Really? That, of course? Yeah, we just seen it. We, we literally just seen it. Nope. Nope. We didn't. We didn't see it. We saw it without three of the top four guards. I'm just saying, like, seriously. Yeah, but they're still out. Like, it's still constructed this way. So I assume that question means this next playoff. Mm, Okay. Well, yeah, if that's the situation, I would say just the Lakers pretty much is all I would go with. Um, I feel like the Nuggets are um, a really good team. Um, that can compete with everybody, and I think that they have matchups that match up with other teams really well when they're at their full strength. But just having a, a team like LeBron and no way to stop um, LeBron and Anthony Davis at the same time just makes it difficult for them. Harrison? I think the Nets are the only team you can say they can't beat. I think they could beat everybody else um, in a given series. I'd say Brooklyn. Yeah, that, it's definitely Brooklyn. Um, I don't know though. Like this, the Suns. I'm still very curious about. Like, if we get Jamal back, and he's Jamal, then I definitely have a different answer. I don't personally think that uh, PJ Dozier puts like take changes that that dynamic as much as we're saying. Like Will Barton, even I. I, I don't know. I, I like the there were like a lot of uh, breakdowns outside of just not being able to score as much, but. I mean, I feel like the entire league can say that 
Brooklyn is a team that they don't feel like they can beat if they are actually firing on all cylinders and using their, uh, you know, unfair advantage of just being able to court all the best players to come together and have no actual real chemistry. If that comes together and the dark side wins, like it usually does in the NBA, like we all lose. So I, I'm looking forward to that. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Here's the thing. Cause I actually think at this very moment, I could be wrong. Like this is by no means I'm definitive about this. I think the Nuggets can beat the Lakers. They'd probably be underdogs still. It's still a tough matchup for all the reasons Dev laid out. But to say they can't beat them, I felt like that two years ago in the bubble where I'm like, man, I don't know if they can beat the Lakers. This is tough. This year I'm like, it's going to be tough, but they can do it. The Nets are an interesting one to me because I agree. Like, again, they are even stronger favorites. But let's go through their depth at the center position. LaMarcus Aldridge is starting. Jokic cooks him. He's also old. Blake Griffin is the backup. Okay. Paul Millsap is behind him. You also have James Johnson. Now, those guys can all play small, and maybe that works. But maybe it's just that Yoke draws a foul every single time down the court or grabs an offensive rebound. Like you have to pick. Is he getting a put-back layup, or is he getting a, a two free throws? Because none of those guys are within 50 pounds of him, and they certainly aren't skilled enough defensively to be able to handle him. So I say mostly you're probably going to be trading threes for twos, but there might just be a scenario where Yoke beasts that series. Denver's path to – beating the Nets, beating the Lakers. It's just that those teams won't be able to stop Denver. You know, yeah. like that's that's the Nuggets path. Denver being able to score like almost every single time down and there's just nothing a defense can do. By the way, you might also get a team if you get them down 2-1, you get them down 3-2, you might get a team where nobody really knows what the pecking order is. With Denver, you do. With a team like the Lakers, Russell Westbrook could sacrifice in November, December, January. You get to June, you get to May, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we, we're down. And it's, hey, Westbrook, we need you off ball tonight or you're not touching the ball. And that's just things can get a little dicey. Same things goes for Brooklyn. Um, let's take a break, though. On the other side, we have to, we almost have to pick up our pace, guys. We still have many, Unbelievable. many. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Sprints <laughs> out of the gate on Mondays. Uh, right now at Breckenridge Brewery, um, they're doing a really good thing for the Colorado community. The tragic fires in Colorado were absolutely devastating this last year. We all know that. Breck is donating 1% of all their profits this summer to the National Parks Conservation Association. So if you buy one pint or a pack of Breck brews, you're donating that 1% to our great outdoors. If you're in the area, uh, if you're in Denver, if you're on Colfax, stop into the DNVR bar. Of course, we got Breck brew on tap. We've got Breck brew seltzers as well which are my go-to, of course. Uh, and also, if you're shopping for some Breck Brew, pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager. You know the can, that Nuggets Skyline Blue can with the Nuggets logo on it. Great beer to enjoy uh, for any different type of occasion. Right now at Saul's Meds, they've also got some great deals going on throughout the entire month of September. You can get Can America Gummies for 25% off. You can get Strange Tinctures for 20% off. You can get rocking cartridges for 25% off and glacier concentrates are 20% off as well throughout the entire month of September. This isn't just this week. This is all of September. So that's valid at any one of their four locations. They've got one in Fort Collins, one in Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, one blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. You can get all those deals at any of those locations. Also, when you're in, uh, drop the code DNVR20. That's going to give you 20% off your entire purchase as well. You also get a free solace bar or king come at that's valid at any of those locations all those deals in september and of course the code dmvr20 for 20 percent off your entire purchase as well you know we forgot to mention here at the top of the show 
I was so hyped. Arguably, I'm not a tennis guy. Arguably the greatest tennis match I've ever watched. Friday semifinal. That was incredible. Did anybody else watch this? No, was I didn't catch the, it. Was that the Djokovic one? Yeah, the one he won, yeah. though. And it was, yeah. like, absolutely well, well, the incredible. One, the one where he dropped the first set and then came back? And it comes back. And that fifth set was just so dominant. It was, like, such a, like, intimidating, slamming the door in your face type of – and I just loved it, man. It was cool to see. And also, like, I'm not a big tennis guy, so, again, somebody's going to correct point this out to me. One of the things I like uh, that I learned about Djokovic through this and just kind of, like, hear out how they talk about him, the way, like, endurance is a big thing for him, right? Like, he just – Mentally and physically, like he just wants to grind you down, take it as long as you can. And I remember it reminded me a lot of Jokic saying Serbians don't get tired when he's asked about resting and this or that. I would love, I mean, it would take a lot of work, but I would love for Yoke to be known as the guy that like wears you down. Imagine what a transformation would be. It's like you can't get into a fourth quarter with Yoke, he just has more energy than everyone. Kind of true. Yeah. Man, I'll never forget that. You're quiet, that, the, Eric. That, that four overtime game. Oh, right. You're we're, right. We're Actually, just played 65 minutes. Yeah. We're going to brand this. We're going to brand because it's already true. We haven't done a good enough job of being like, Serbians don't get tired. Jokic yeah. never fatigued. The, I, I was telling you, like, the plight of Nikola Jokic and uh, Novak Djokovic are like very similar. Like, uh, when Novak was younger, he was like really petulant. He would like slam his rackets. Yeah. He would like it was known that he was like sort of mentally soft and you could like right. bump him out. He would get in arguments all the time. And then he got his fitness right. And he got like in insane shape. He became a vegan. He, uh, and like cut all of his body fat. And now he's like a, I mean, he's, he really is a machine that way. And like, he is a machine. That's a great way to put it. He's, he's a freaking machine, man. Yeah. And he's like really unflappable now. Like it really, he turned like what was his greatest weakness into one of his greatest strengths, which Nikola Jokic is about to do like with his, I mean, we're already seeing the physical transformation. It's it's calf wash season. Male form corner is in full swing. Uh, Nikola Jokic and Jovet, uh, Novak Djokovic. That's the that's the blueprint. We're coming for the so best player. There was time. there was a point in that match where Djokovic was getting the momentum, and he stared that guy down after yeah. winning a point. And I, I forget what the name was of the guy who was playing. It was an American, but he didn't see like he didn't see Djokovic stare him down, but everybody else did in the entire arena. And at that point, you just knew it was over. And I felt like that was very Nicole Jokic esque. You got to get to the you got to win, though, is the thing. Like if Jokic wins, I do look for because we're going to see this with Giannis. You know, guys have been unfairly categorizing him as soft or, or, you know, this or that. And now we're at the phase where. We're like just a half a season away from people being like, oh, man, you can't let Giannis, you know, whatever, this, that. Giannis will steal your soul. You let him, you know, whatever. Like, it, it all it flips all the time. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, he's a killer. He's he's one of the biggest killers out there. And I want Jokic. Jokic wins one. We get to do all of this. Like, yeah, and not. You can't. He's un, unflappable. That is my favorite part about uh, just – whatever narratives that get, get born in the off seasons or just from whatever, like somebody's like, can't win. They're a loser. They can't. Do, and then they win once and they're like, there's the greatest winner of all time. Can't, can't lose. Like, really? Yeah. Nobody can ever, ever get him. I would love to see Jokic, like just flip the script on everybody and just have like, he knows exactly what everyone ever said about him. And he just attacks them like personally, every single time he all of a sudden comes onto social media and he's like a bully. Like that would be like awful. <laughs> he comes on the social media. I would love if Jokic won a championship and just got a Twitter account. 
It'd be too funny. I like this. I like this compliment. Thanks for the super chat. We always appreciate it. Uh, for the tennis talk, exactly what I needed. Not an in-depth coverage. All right. It's nope. time to move on. Nope, nope, time nope. to move on, guys. I but a mention. Perfect. Again, <laughs> Eric Weedham, a tennis champion. Anything you ever want to know about tennis? Forgot about that. Forgot about that. <laughs> Just incredible. You and Djokovic, man. Uh, uh, all right. What's our next question here, Kale? Uh, too tall Tucker, fellow tall guy. One of MPJ's best personal stretches last year came at a time when the team was struggling despite amazing performances from MVP Jokic and good production from Mike. Should this be a concern heading into the season? I would be, but his growth was displayed after losing Murray. All right. So I think what he's saying here is that Jokic was MVP. MPJ was playing his best ball, but Denver was squeaking by, only squeaking by in some of those moments. Should we be concerned that maybe, you know, Maybe MPJ succeeding doesn't necessarily mean Nuggets success. Harrison, I think they've just got to learn to you got to learn to win a different way w- without Jamal, and that that's what they kind of did towards the end of last season. Like you, you're going to need that random guy to step up on on different nights. Like you're going to need Aaron Gordon's defense to win you a couple games. You're just going to have to learn how to win differently. And look, I bet Denver's going to win a lot this season. Uh, without Jamal, but I bet they're going to win a lot of close games too. Um, and, you know, that that's tough because you're, you're doing it without Jamal, who's such a great clutch player. But I just think a lot of these games are going to be close, um, but but they'll find a way to win. I think that there's nothing to worry about, and it's actually better that they were winning these close games like that rather than losing them. Um, you're learning on the fly while getting wins, but also it just showed you that even though there was like an on-the-fly change in movement, that they still found a way to, to have enough. And that's big, and that's uh, – especially for a young player that's trying to find his way um, in this league, to like have it and to go back on those type of moments and to progress. Now you're like, we're not winning those close games. Now we're actually like taking it over the hump. But if not, we know how to grind out these games, and you can fall back on that at any time. Yeah, I mean, like the the dynamic of how the Denver Nuggets play is going to be so different to start the season than what we've seen. And also what we saw in the playoffs, because teams aren't going to be individually scheming for MPJ. And he's going to be, I mean, we saw like what he looked like going down the stretch of the season when they, you know, like when teams started to actually scheme for him and like get really physical with him and knock him off his spots, like it put him in a bad spot. Uh, just in a lot of ways and you know sort of like limited his efficacy but man mpj in the regular season we saw was transcendent and we're going to see that again like he, people aren't going to key in on him he's going to just be letting the ball fly he's been you know his confidence is, is going to be up like it's weird because i don't really know exactly what to expect from this incarnation of the denver nuggets going into the season like this is the most uncertain i've been about them just because of you know, the Jamal thing, the obvious thing, but man, if you just take into consideration, like what MPJ could be based on the, what the heights we saw from him, I, I mean, it, I, I don't know, but I got, I'm very encouraged for sure, but I'm also like, not sure. <laughs> I don't know where I am. I'm a mess guys. No. Well, I would, <laughs> I would say that whatever the nuggets, first of all, did win when Murray was out, like they, their record was really good in the regular season. So first there's that, but second, second of best all, record in the league after second, went out. there you go. And second of all, they it wasn't like MPJ was a negative. So it's not it's hard to draw the correlation and say, oh, him playing well meant Nuggets lost. Like Nuggets had 
they had to bring Faku in as a starter for a while. They brought in Austin Rivers. Like there was so many variables with that second unit. And that's why some of these games got ugly. If you remember, Denver was having like 10, 15 point leads in the first quarter, and then they would blow them by the time the starters came back. Maybe that happens again. I don't know. There's the second unit still kind of a question mark, but I don't think you can draw a line and say MPJ individual success doesn't translate to like positivity for the Nuggets. I just don't think yeah. that's true. I think the one thing we do know is he's going to score like crazy in the regular season again because nobody really plays defense in the regular season until the fourth quarter. Yeah, he's going he's gonna to score so many points. Look at look at Dev yawning here. Little Mondays, man. He was up all night counting his money, his, st- his stacks of money from DraftKings. That's what he uh, didn't get any sleep. Is so busy. Uh, all right, Kale. What else we got? <laughs> Keenan, Keenan. What's the most exciting first round matchup for the Nuggets? What's the most exciting first round matchup? Ooh, most exciting. All right, Eric. You're the excitement meter. Let's see the uh, the Phoenix Suns. Just the Phoenix, just get, it, get it over with. Just have them uh, bow right back over the Phoenix Suns and just uh, you know put. All oh my God! That'd be amazing. Can you imagine I... launching PHNX and getting an immediate series first round and just sweeping the hell out of them? Uh, would be like, oh my goodness! It would be too good. It would be. It'd we be, owe them. Like we like the guy. Like just so it's just so it's clear to anybody listening. I, I mean, I we launched this thing. You you, you know. Where uh, do our allegiances lie? Are we Phoenix guys now? No, no. We, still hate, the, <laughs> we hate the Suns. We love, we like Espo. We like Saul. Uh, Saul is definitely going to be the one that is like most antagonistic and Nuggets fans are going to learn to respect yet hate him. I promise. I don't want that. I don't want that. Too. <laughs> don't that too on. No, it uh, but all the same, um, I would love to see that happen. Just get it right out of the way. Uh, just serve them a, a dish served cold in hot Phoenix. <laughs> Wind. I think you guys are wrong. It's the jazz. It's so the jazz, man. Well, it's if, not bad. It's if not the bad. Nuggets beat the jazz in the playoffs again, um, like you would, they would end the Utah jazz as, as we currently know them. Like, Utah would have to blow up its team if Denver beats them in the playoffs again. And this goes into another question we're going to get to, but I'm just going to spoil it right now. The matchup I want to see Aaron Gordon on, I want to see him guard Donovan Mitchell. I want to see if he can guard Donovan Mitchell. Oh, see, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Dev, what do you got? I think that uh, Utah is the right answer just because it ends them completely. And it just, (laughs) just to keep embarrassing them, it is like, it's fun. But I also, I think that just like, (laughs) going against the Clippers again and blowing that whole thing up would be fun just to show like we already beat you in a, you know, three to one comeback. We, we actually destroy you guys. We actually control you guys. And that wasn't just a one-time thing. That's something that the Nuggets can do. And here's how we show you. I like this answer actually. Like, can they just play Memphis and just sweep them? Hey, <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I'm serious about this, though. The Nuggets have nothing but seven-game series, right? Like, we've we've never – in, in this era, we haven't had oh, the, like – We've broken the curse. Six games. What do you mean? Oh, that's yeah, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. They did get six. But they even that one felt, felt back and forth. I would like – this was the thing about the 2009 year. The Nuggets just beat the hell out of two teams, like the Dallas and, and uh, Charlotte. So I would, or was it New Orleans? I think New Orleans Hornets. But I would, I would love for Denver to have one of those. Like I, I just want to get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, first round. That's a tune up. That's a tune up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's hopefully four, but maybe five. You know, we'll get yeah, an extra game we'll, out of it. 
where we look at our opponent like they're cute like oh, yeah, welcome oh, yeah. to the playoffs like you know uh, and second, this they, is gonna go long, they've but... got a great future <laughs> yeah they've got a great future hey we're gonna really worry they'll about those guys. two or three back. years yeah they'll be back two three years from now they'll really challenge yeah, us the last last like they hey, give them. credit over them give, give credit over there yeah. those guys they they fought their tails off <laughs> <laughs> that's so condescending. That's so smug. It's... What was it, Dev? What do you got? No, I was doing the same thing. That that makes it fun. <laughs> Just to talk about it. Like, those guys, man, you guys have to worry, man. One day, <laughs> one day, watch. It's coming in the future. Give them three years. They're three years away three, from being three two years. more yeah, I do not want to play this team in 10 years. I'll tell you that much. Right <laughs> 10 years. 10 years time. All right. What else? Hey, can we go, Kale? Do you have it lined up that we can go to the one that Harrison spoiled? The uh, who do you want, Aaron Gardner? Yeah, who are you most excited? This is from Ochuf. Uh, players, you're most excited to see AG guard next season. So you thought Donovan Mitchell. Here's the thing. I think Aaron Gordon in a pinch can guard those guys, the guards. But that's that's not who I want to see him guard. I want no, to see him I'm, guard. Yeah. I want to see him like, guard a, a big time wing. I want to see him. My number one would be Luka Doncic because I think here's where he makes a name for himself. Yes, he could sit, switch out onto uh, Damian Lillard, and he did that last year, but are we still talking about it? Not really. If he goes up and it's like Luka Doncic, that's your guy, and Luka has a horrible series and Aaron Gordon's everywhere, that's the one where you start breaking out and say, hey, Aaron Gordon – and by the way, it doesn't have to be a playoff series. I think this stuff can happen in the regular season for Aaron Gordon where it starts turning heads where you're like, wow – Paul George only averaged 12 points a game against the Nuggets this year. He was absolutely locked up. Look at Luka. Dallas never beat Denver because Luka just couldn't get free against Aaron Gordon. I think he makes a name for himself this year. So those two guys to me, Paul George and Luka Doncic, are the two guys I look at most interested. Yeah. Well, we've seen him guard Luka Doncic in the regular season with the Magic, and he's guarded him very well. He's been very good on Luka Doncic, uh, particularly last year before the trade. I was just thinking, like, we know – more than anyone in the NBA, how hot Donovan Mitchell can get. I want to see like that halftime switch where Mitchell's having a huge first half. And then, you know, Denver makes a third quarter adjustment like they did against Lillard and puts Aaron Gordon on Mitchell for a second half. And like, he locks him down. That'd be fun as hell. Yeah. The most exhilarated I've ever been for a defensive performance was when the first time AG matched up against Kawhi. And I was like, Oh my God, this is incredible. <laughs> this is so good. And unfortunately, Remember Kawhi patted him on the ass. Cause he like, was like guarding him so well that yeah. Forced the ball out of bounds. And Kawhi's yeah. just like, damn. <laughs> like, yeah. It yeah. Great. It was totally awesome. Like, and I hate that we can't say Kawhi again. Who knows when he'll be back, but yeah, Paul George feels that way. I mean, Zion, I don't know, whatever. Like it's just like any of the big. He did a great job marquee, against Zion, remember? Yeah, did a great job any, against him. Any marquee name that like comes yeah. in, always it's always at the three. That's like always the big guy on whatever team. It's LeBron, it's Paul George, all those guys. Like it, I want to see him just match up and just stifle. I mean, exact like every marquee name, like Luca, all those guys. Yes, let's go. My answer is still the same with Adams. Luca is the answer. Uh, he just he's big, but he also is the guard. So you get a little bit of um, guarding the primary ball handler, but also a player that has that size that nobody else on the Nuggets can guard. Um, plus, you already know um, it's a marquee matchup, and every time that Luca's on TV, especially in a playoff series, they're going to talk about it. So having a guy slow him down or stop him or whatever the case may be would really just like alter like the idea of how good of a defender uh, AG is. 
All right, let's go to one last one before a break, Kale. What do we have? Dance, Dan Cor. Oh, that, we already got that one. <laughs> Heart, Heart Monster 3, he says, panic meter slash smuggets alert. <laughs> Let's start to the season. Maybe record over the first 20 games would you have you panicking. Conversely, what record would have you really believing the Nuggets can be title contenders? Um, this sounds like a hype one, so let's start with Eric. Yeah, I mean, what's going to put me into smuggets mode? <laughs> like, like, 20 I, like games. A, like, if we're waiting at an eighty percent clip, 750 clip, like that, it's I'm in I'm in smuggets mode, just like that. So like fifteen you, and five, you're full smuggets. Oh, I'm unbearable. I, you're asking me to, to, to take <laughs> nights off the show, stuff like that. I, I'm not listening. <laughs> um, I take over entire segments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then you know, like the reverse. Like if it's five and fifteen. <laughs> Like, I'm not feeling good, man. Dev, what do you think? Mine's is not a record. It's a person. Um, And my person is Kale. I think that's who the person I go to because when the Nuggets are doing really, really well, he's in it. He loves it. He's he's trash-talking and confident. As soon as they start losing, the world is in. He's the saddest man alive. He can't believe what's happening (laughs) in his personal life. So there's no record. There's a Kale scale. Here's the best part about my job is you guys all have to be like objective and like try and follow the storylines and all that, or at least do that. I, as a producer, I just ride the waves of being a fan, like (laughs) full on emotional roller coaster. And that's how I'm a sports fan. And I love it. Are you guys, this is what's funny about that is aren't you guys know that we're only a few weeks away from like feeling sad and and being like, why am I so down? Oh yeah. The Nuggets lost last night. (laughs) It's like my mood. Or, but yeah. also conversely, like, dude, what a great week. Why? Yeah, Nuggets went 3-0. I don't know. It's, just, it's a great week. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It really it's is. You, sad, guys, like... you guys know my answer to this. You know my answer. I don't even care about the record. I don't I don't care. It's just going to be about what the vibes are. Uh... <laughs> vibes. Speaking of which. It's all about what the vibes are. Speaking of which, guys, you might see I am currently wearing the beautiful oh. vibes collection. Look at this gorgeous shirt, man. And I, I see, I'm looking out the window right now. I see this exact sign, Colfax in New York. The Vibes Collection up on the DNVR locker. Check it out. Unbelievable. Check it out. All right, Harrison, take us to a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about philosophy. What? Ooh. We're going to go back to uh, my undergraduate. Can't wait. Uh, right now, guys, we're sponsored by Ball across the entire DMVR network. Yes, as in Ball Arena, as in the aerospace technology company, also as in the world's largest aluminum can and packaging manufacturer, Ball has been leading global sustainability efforts for decades, and they are hiring production technicians right now at their golden plant to make even more, yeah, even more aluminum can or aluminum beverage cans. Uh, So like I said, they're adding line capacity to their 400 person plant right here in Golden, Colorado. The demand for sustainability aluminum beverage cans is greater than ever. And chances are, if you've consumed a beverage in a can, it's been from a Ball aluminum can. Um, yeah, there's like shortages of everything right now, including aluminum cans. So ball stepping up their efforts. If you want more information, jobs up and search for golden, or you can text golden to seven, seven, two, two, two. Once again, go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden for more info, or you can text golden to seven, seven, two, two, two. Uh, make sure to pick up some manscape products this summer. You absolutely need manscape for 
a Colorado summer. Uh, and right now at manscaped.com, you can use the code DNVR to get 20% off plus free shipping. Again, that's with the code DNVR at manscaped.com. You can pick up the lawnmower 4.0 for 20% off. It's got a 7,000 RPM motor, wireless charging, travel lock, 4,000K LED spotlight. If you go with that uh, performance package 4.0, you're also going to get the weed whacker, the crop preserver, the crop reviver, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel bag, which is a $39 value. Again, use the code DNVR at manscaped.com for 20% off. You're also going to get free shipping with that as well. Uh, finally, if you're looking for a dentist in the Denver area, check out Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam at Green Mountain Dental Group. Uh, they're Colorado through and through just like us. They're Denver people. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go to Green Mountain Dental Group to get our wisdom teeth pulled, cavities filled, just get cleanings. And you know when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam with them right now, you're going to get a free Sonicare toothbrush today. Uh, so hit them up. All right, last segment here, Kale. Let's run through these. What do we got? Out Gwen, the homie. Adam, please compare the skills and temperament of Jokic, Malone, Murray to their closest philosophical counterparts. You guys know I love this one. Does anybody else want to chime in? Anybody else have some philosopher, famous philosophers that they would <laughs> compare <laughs> these players to? Kale, can you, I think can you we, did, we just need to go Adam, Adam on the big screen for this. One. Don't do Adam on the big screen. All right, <laughs> we're going to start with Jamal Murray, who I liken Friedrich Nietzsche. I would say Nietzsche very famously said, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. He also believed man was something to be overcome. That's Jamal Murray. He believes there are no limitations to being a person. He overcomes them. So he gets Friedrich Nietzsche. Keep going. You guys, you guys have going. no commentary yeah. on that? Nobody yeah. wants to hop in oh, here? Hold on. hold on. I have a comment. Uh, cool. All right. Next. <laughs> next, we have Michael Malone, who I put Plato. Because he believes that there is an essence of basketball, of what it is, and that every attempt at playing it is an attempt at playing the perfect form that captures the essence of basketball. I, I don't, so is, this, is, is Michael Malone turning into stone and wither and disappearing at the same time? What is this graphic? This is a, yeah, it's a <laughs> statue. It's a statue. He's, <laughs> he's thinking. He's very conscious. He's thinking. Do but here's, like, so, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I want to hear it. Say- I, I want to hear it. As soon as Michael Malone, the statue, is erected, which, of course, we all know it will be. It's certainly just a matter of time. It's not a matter of if. Will he go in as a bald statue? Oh, that's a great question. Or should he We've featured him as a bald statue, but Hmm. all of his greatest successes have come as a fully haired man. Here's the thing. Michael Malone will be the coach of the Nuggets for 20 years. And so, therefore... (laughs) I think majority of that will be as a bald man, unfortunately. unfortunately. He's already past the line of demarcation as to whether or not he is a balding man or hair retention man. He's you don't think people go side. bald past like 50? If you're not bald by 50, no. you just have hair forever? Yes. Trust me. No, that's as not a, how it as works. As a man losing his hair, I always look around. As a young man, I assumed every man went bald. And then I look around, I'm like, look at all these old bastards with all of their hair. Um, so my does it appear I'm gonna keep my hair? Yes, you're I'm gonna keep 38. Hair. It'll thin. Oh, yeah, very, very healthy hair. Rude. You know, you guys know who I think I'm gonna look like. Oh, yeah, look at Kale. Sorry, Kale. You know who I think I'm gonna look like? Ted, is it Ted Danson? Is that his name? Yeah, Ted oh, Danson. I think that that's gonna be me in about 20 years. 
<laughs> Look at it. You can that see was it. Too you can see it. Comp. Absolutely not. Yep. No. Our last philosopher. Our last philosopher. I have Jokic is John Paul Sartre because while we have Michael Malone who believes in the essence of basketball, Jokic believes basketball has no essence. Basketball precedes essence. It is we who create what basketball is. There's a nice, beautiful tension between Malone and Jokic that creates this perfect synergy to discover a true, truly perfect basketball. <laughs> oh, man. That this was reminds... philosophy course. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of a comment I have about this. Uh, cool. All right, next. <laughs> people appreciate this one. It's more of a podcast segment for sure. Uh, people, sure. people appreciate this in the podcast. All right, what else we got? Ben Hawk MBA asks, what's your prediction for offensive defensive rating league-wide for the Nuggets this season or league rank? Um, all right, Dev, let's hear it. You didn't have anything to say during Philosophy Corner, so I'll let you take this one. <laughs> I have so many things to say during Philosophy Corner. <laughs> opportunity to talk about it. Is that what it was? My bad. Um. I don't know. I really don't know. This is this is a, a difficult one to gauge. Um, with them having Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. like they're running the offense through, um, starting off early, I think that I think that they explode like to start out like the the beginning of the year. But the defense falls, and I don't think that they're going to be as strong as a defensive team as they were last year. Um, but I do think that the pace would be up, and they like go all in offensively, um, like he's already been alluding to. Um, in previous years, I think this is the year that they go all into it. And maybe they go after Harrison's um, best offensive like rating of all time. What? No, no. That was last year. That was last year. <laughs> that was last year. Hey, here's the, th here's the, here's the thing, though. Chance. This is the time of year where everyone's planned to play faster, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Like this is, yeah, we we're all going to play, play faster. faster. We want to get up yeah. and down. We got yeah. some new wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> Just running the same shit, playing the same speed. <laughs> I, the Nuggets have been remarkably consistent from a pace perspective yeah, in the Jokic yeah. era. It's just, yeah, very slow. Very slow. Very, very slow. Harrison? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eric. Well, I was going to say, like, you have to pay, play to the pace of the guy that all, every ball goes through, which is Nikola Jokic, who is not typically running down. The, he's not typically leading the charge, I would say. Very often he's coming down at the end of when everybody's sort of all set up, then they give the ball to him. It sort of inhibits the speed that we're talking about. But – it, it's all the same. It ends up successful more times than not. So God bless him. God bless him indeed. Yeah. I I mean, look, I think they're going to be great on offense again. It's tough to see them being better than they were last year, which was sixth, though. So I'll say like seventh or eighth in offense and, you know, around the same, 10th or 11th in defense. I'm going to go higher than you guys offensively. I think the Nuggets are going to be third or fourth best offense this year. Now, here's a couple of reasons what? why. Here's one of the things. I'm banking all of my predictions from the season on the fact that the NBA is for real going to enforce these rules about drawing these bullshit fouls, okay? Who does that hurt? Every team in the NBA except for the Nuggets who don't do that stuff. So wow. I think that the Nuggets are going to suffer no losses. In fact, they might have a few strengths from this not drawing these fouls out on the perimeter. And I think teams that traditionally are at the top of the list up for offensive efficiency, your Lucas, even your Atlantis, I think those teams are the ones that are going to have to adjust and be like, wow, I'm not getting all these free throws per game now. So I think Denver, third or fourth offense, but I do worry defense. I think this is an ugly year defensively. I think they're going to be like 24th, 25th. You think oh, so? Man. You don't think uh, – 
adding a second Jay Green is going to help? Like, uh, no, I don't think it's going to help your defensive rating. No, I mean, I do think he'll make it the, the bench a little bit, make more, a little bit more sense. Yeah, he's more versatile, you know. But yeah, but like just more so than last year is all. It doesn't have to mean like I, I do. You see the I, I don't see the defense falling off. Like to me, we actually got better defensively this offseason. Paul Millsap is really good, and the numbers with him on the court really good defensively. We lose yeah, him. But he I was mean, on the court that often. But he was on the court enough, and you just said you're replacing him with Jeff Green is that going to help? Well, you're replacing well, arguably the help? best defender. Well, you're replacing a guy that was arguably your best defender already. So no. But he, he Paul Millsap was. Although a good stout defender and and oftentimes the right place, like there's something to having younger. I'm talking about the numbers that that can jump, like just being able to jump and uh, you know contest at the rim and things like. I, I, to me, I'm like I'm not. I don't see like massive improvement, but I also I, I have a hard time imagining them getting much worse. We'll see though. We'll 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 end up finding out. The other thing is they have a new defensive coordinator. Oh yeah, that is the so, other thing. We'll see what happens. Um, all right, what else we got, Kale? Any more philosophy questions in there? Is this, uh... <laughs> yeah, definitely not. That cause, what role do you see Zeke playing this season? Will he crack the rotation? I'll start off on this one. Yes, because I think all of, almost all of these guys are going to crack the rotation on injuries. I don't think he will be – I would be shocked if Zeke Naji was in the regular rotation, but I do think he'll play just because there's always one or two guys injured throughout a year for every team, not just the mm-hmm. Nuggets. Dev? Yeah, it depends which uh, Zeke Naji that we see. Um, the one that we just saw, no way, no way. I don't. It doesn't even matter if there's injuries. I just don't see. Um, I think that they'll give it a try wow. early on, um, but after that, no. But but again, like you said, uh, with just how um, the depth is looking right now, he's going to have a chance to like prove himself and to show his way. He's also stepping into another year where they're. They're going to expect more of him, so he'll have his chances to prove himself, and then from there, that's when you see like what what it become what it becomes. Yeah, he played 400 minutes last year. I bet he plays double the amount this year, because like Adam said, he'll get in there for injuries and whatnot. But man, Zeke the, is the, the biggest question. How bad of a shooter was he was at summer league? I'm going to be a little nervous until I see that first one go through. I know. I like. I. I I'm shook. I'm a little nervous. A little. Nervous. I was shook by summer league. I. I. I never like. I. I try to make a habit of, of like taking no real insights from summer league. But I was shook by how Zeke looked at summer league. So like he was a guy. I was like, oh, we don't have to worry. Paul Millsap, whatever. We got Zeke Naji. Now I'm like, oh. Uh... <laughs> I can't believe we all sold our Zeke Naji sock after summer league. The one thing we selling. tell ourselves not That's... to do. I'm not selling. I'm not selling. I'm not buying. Not buying. Yeah, you're yeah. not buying any. Okay, you're just officially in hold mode. Okay, what else yeah. we got? We probably got time for one or two more. Does Bones become our sixth man at some point this season? This is from It's Mamito. All right, Eric. Nobody has convinced you. That he's not <laughs> Damian Lillard. I'm waiting, dude. I'm wait. Anybody in the comments? Anyone here on the panel? Adam, uh, Bones Highland himself. Please convince me that we did not draft. Damian Lillard. I'm waiting for a single argument that I will accept. I've not been given one. Damian Lillard would at least be a sixth man on Denver's roster, would he not? Minimum. Minimum. <laughs> he might be the seventh, eighth man. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. You'd probably like that scoring punch off the bench, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, HW? Um, probably not. Like, I think he'll get a shot at the beginning of the season, but 
look, if the Nuggets are in the 20s defensively, Bones Highland definitely isn't becoming the sixth man. <laughs> He's not the fix to the defense for sure. Yeah. No way. I just think no way he becomes that. Just because he would have to jump start uh, or jump, he would have to jump so many different like guys uh, to become that. Um, also, that means that other people are not playing, which is the same thing. But I, I don't, I don't see a way that. First off, I don't understand where the Lillard thing is. Like, maybe I'm not on the post. <laughs> I think you weren't on for that episode. I don't know where the Damian Lillard. Uh, Damian Lillard, yeah, he's a uh, all-star from Portland. Yep. We, there we go. Eric, See, Eric, Eric, there we go. Eric, it's starting yeah. to make a little bit more sense. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't – first off, we know Malone is not playing, you know, rookies um, a lot anyway. Um, but then, like, what does that mean? Like, what does that look like for Bones? That means he has to come in and just really erupt offensively to where they're probably going to, to him as the third option. So now you look at the rest of the team, who else is not playing up to where they're supposed to be at? So yeah. I think there's too many questions when it comes to making him your sixth man. What will be interesting with Bones, because he's going to get a chance, just like I think Zeke's going to get a chance. There's just going to be an injury, and he's going to be an, have an opportunity. If that opportunity is, let's say, three weeks, three-week injury opens up space for him, how well does he have to play – for him to actually get to stay in that spot. I mean, that, that'll be the real question. I think that that opportunity is coming. It's just he's going to have to really impress in that short window to do it. And I, I'm rooting for it because he's fun. He's fun as hell. So I'm rooting for it for sure. Yeah. In truth, like, he really is – I mean, it's it's very unlikely, like, just because of, like, you're talking about, like, the, the, the structure that already exists inside of the Nuggets and that in order for that to happen, that would mean Michael Malone had to decide that was going to happen, which feels very unlikely. Like, I, I mean, you know, we saw the transcendent talent that we all think that he has, but it's just whether or not you get that opportunity to show it this first year is, is really the question. Let's get one more, Kale. One more before we get out of here. The perfect taco. We got to have it. Finally. A perfect taco. I've been waiting for somebody to Finally, ask a one. good question. Like, finally, one. At least we got one in today. Um, all right, Dev, I'm going to start with you because I'm sure your answer is going to be the worst. It, it really <laughs> is. It really is. Because so many things hurt my tummy. So I have to be really smart <laughs> about how I make this taco. So it makes it really difficult. So you should not have said that. I'm a ground beef guy, extra sour cream, picante sauce. I love these are some cheese. Midwest tacos right here. I love yeah, these Midwest and, tacos. I like yeah, them. I just think that that has to be it. But you you have to have the mild uh, picante. I can't the do too, I can't do too hot. You just have to remember, like my poor tummy. I love it, Dev. You you freaking rule. This most people they're always faking. You know, like oh I'm, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm I like a. Uh, more of a Oaxacan taco or something. He's like ground beef, and taco seasoning, cheesy gordita crunch. I love it. Some black olives or something. I don't even know. Like what, Harrison? Oh what do you God. What do you got? The perfect taco is the langosta taco from Machete right here in Denver. The per- oh that's God. the perfect taco. Perfect taco. Wow. It's the best taco I've had in Denver. It's Grilled a good lobster take. tail, it's a great take. smoked avocado, corn salsa. And uh, it's on the squidding tortilla. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 every time. Uh, Wow. The perfect taco is always an al pastor taco. 100% of the time, an al pastor taco is the perfect taco. 
uh, with flour tortilla, I might add. I'm not a corn all right. tortilla a little, guy. All right, a little bit of a white guy there. Okay, I hear Whatever, it. I don't care, I'm a white guy. Uh, like, I, can, I, can, I, can, I can, I can, oh, get out of here, Kale. <laughs> Kale's like in a look at Norway. Kale, Kale believe, yeah, corn, Norwegian corn Kale thinks the lobster taco is the perfect taco. Get out of here with that nonsense. <laughs> lobster. Ooh, so fancy. So fancy. All right. I like it. Al Pastor is correct. That is the right answer. I know. I mean, of course correct it's correct. One. But you screwed up. Oh, so no. I do like the melted cheese tacos. You Sometimes you can get these. They're called like vampiros, right? So you you crisp yep. the taco, almost like a, to, a yep. tostada where you, you melt the cheese. You, you have that crispy shell. And then you put in uh, the El Pastor. That's where it's great. I do enjoy, you know, like you like a good green salsa. You put the, uh, you put a little bit of sour cream. Personally, I like that. Um, that's the perfect taco. So you were close, Eric. You were very close. Well, Dev, I feel like I was right. Tried, I, mean, I tried very hard. Harrison's like, oh, you know, like a filet mignon taco, like something like uh, with maybe uh, the. Bidi is really good, man. This Bidi is also really good. So, uh, do you guys know this one? It's like a like a slow roast, like very like. Fucking really, really juicy, really fatty. Yeah, it sounds uh, good. It's, it's really uh, good. unfortunately it's not the, the perfect taco, but it's not, it honestly it honestly is a very very good one. That's not a bad one. That, that that was probably number two. That's probably number two. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us today. This was a lot of fun. A great start to your Monday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. Don't forget check out the DNVR locker, guys. Get the vibes collection. Eric worked very hard day and night. He worked on this with his own brain. Look, we got double vibes going on. My oh, goodness. Man. Double vibes. Um, so you want to check that out. Don't forget, guys, the DNVR bar is, is open like a regular bar. We want, when we launched the bar, we wanted it to be the home for watch parties. It is. Every watch party is an absolute good time. But we also want it to be a place that you come here because it's just your home spot. You just love, maybe it's like Starbucks. You just have some work to do. Come here, grab a member beer, which is the best deal in all of Denver. You got the Wi-Fi. you just hang out. It's a little Tuesday night. You're watching whatever sports we have on TV. The DNVR bar is your home. You need to go to your home. <laughs> go home. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Same time. If you're looking to go back to school, maybe finish up your undergrad degree, or maybe you've already gotten your undergrad, you're looking to go back to school and get another degree, MSU Denver Online is really the best option that you could ask for. Super affordable, and they give you a great education. A lot of the teachers at MSU Denver Online actually work in the field that they're teaching. So it's a great networking opportunity as well. And like I said, it's really affordable. MSU Denver Online is also offering free application fees. So you can use DNVR Sports to waive your application fee at MSU Denver Online if you're signing up for maybe classes in the upcoming fall semester. So no matter what type of student you are, no matter what type of schedule you're working, check out MSU Denver Online today. You can view their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.